Hello. Welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast, where we discuss mindful movement through dance and through life. Hi. Hello. Happy New Year. Today, I'll be doing a solo episode of my reflections on the lessons that I gained from 2021. And I was feeling some type of way when I was recording this, so if it's all over the place, that's okay. This is where I'm at. But yeah, I just hope you enjoy. I'm not going to speak for too long because everything that I'm about to say, I'm going to repeat in the later episode. So hope you're having a good day. I hope that this is somewhat insightful or at least entertaining. And thank you so much for listening. Hi, welcome to Mind and Movement, the podcast. It feels really weird, really, to be doing a solo episode again for the first time in, I think maybe like, oh my god, when did I even record my last solo episode? I think maybe for like half a year or something since I last recorded myself talking. Um, And I think I just really wanted to take this time to reflect on the past year and share the lessons and the experiences that I gained. Um, I think I'm going to make this into like a two-part series where the first one is really just mostly about my life, like life realizations. And I think in the next one, I'm going to talk about how some of these realizations and some of these other lessons really helped me with my dance journey. I think I will also share some other dance-related lessons as well in the next episode. But in this one, it's mostly about change and growth and loving people and vulnerability um yeah and I guess I just really wanted to share this or rather I really wanted to take the time to hold space for myself and really just talk myself through everything that has happened and if you're listening to this first of all thank you as always um a tangent but I check the statistics of this podcast sometimes. Statistics? Analytics. Analytics? Analytics. So (laughs) I check the analytics of this podcast sometimes. And honestly, like even seeing that people have listened to my podcast this amount of times and that some people really have listened to every single episode, like that is, that's like, oh my gosh, that's like 20 hours of your life that you dedicated to listening to me and a guest speak, like, that's wild, um, so thank you, and I haven't mentioned this in a while, but I just hope that by listening to me, you're able to form your own opinions, and gain awareness about the world around you and I think that you know power really comes from being aware of something first and that's all I want to do I don't want people to just agree with me I don't yeah I don't really want people to just agree with me I just want to be able to have people think a little bit more about what they're doing in their lives 
and to see a different side of dance and humanity I hope (laughs) through this podcast so yeah really thank you for listening I don't remember how this sentence started but thank you so much for listening and I hope that as we go on this journey together in the next hour that some of my reflections light something up inside you whether that's you really resonating with everything I'm saying or whether that's not like I just hope for that and I would love to know what were some of your lessons from this year like please if you're interested in having a conversation with me message me at on instagram at justine.wang underscore or at mind.in.movement okay so that was my little intro (laughs) just to be real with you i do have notes on the side but i do know that i'm probably gonna go on multiple tangents and the reason why I even have notes is to make sure or try and make sure that I don't go off on a tangent. But, you know, talking like this and life in general just has other plans. So if, you know, we end up going somewhere else, that's totally okay. Okay. Most of the things in the first half, I think the first three lessons are mostly about change and healing and I think I really want to start with healing sucks (laughs) like I feel like you see on social media all the benefits and great things about healing and I'm not saying it's wrong but like I just don't think we talk about how hard it is sometimes There's so many things that comes with healing that are so hard and the more I heal or change, the more I understand why people don't. It's it's so tempting to not because uh, there's so many reasons, but you know, we'll get we'll get back to that. Um so that was a whole tangent let's move on to the next thing which is I think in 2020 I spent a lot of time reflecting crying feeling frustrated and just thinking about these things and I think in 2021 because things were opening back up even though we were still in a pandemic but things were opening back up because things were opening back up, I was able to gain the experiences that allowed me to really start changing my mindset. So what really happened was in 2020, I reflected on a lot of things, did a lot of internal work. And in 2021, after doing that internal work, I was able to gain the experiences that solidified some of these thoughts that I had and now it's the cycle of okay now I'm doing this internal work and processing again so I would say that that is the first lesson I learned which is healing does not happen in isolation 
I didn't just go from I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm all of those negative thoughts to I'm worthy and lovable in one day. Like, that's not what happened. And I think the more that I want that to happen, the more pressure I'm putting on myself to be something that I'm not. And that's not healing. (laughs) But what really helped me was, you know, reflecting on the idea of, okay, what if, what if I was lovable? And then going out into the world and experiencing people who genuinely have told me just how much they love me and how much they support me. And once I gained those things, Um, I was able to at least improve on my self-worth a little bit. I think if I reflect on the internal state of my mind from the beginning of this year to now, um, in the beginning, I really didn't believe that people loved me. (laughs) And that's not to say like I didn't have it, but I just didn't think that People like to watch me dance. I didn't think that people like to talk to me. Um, I didn't think that I had anything to offer the world. And it was only until I kept speaking to people and people constantly reassuring me that they do love me that I was slowly able to accept this more and more. So... Really long story short, I think that's the first thing that really helped me realize that like you don't need to be completely healed to have the life that you want to live. Um, First of all, there's no such thing as completely healing. I hate hearing this. My ego hates it because I'm like, no, like I'm done. No, never. You're never done. (laughs) you're never done okay sorry I'm just saying this to myself every single time I say you it's really just the way that I'm talking to myself uh never really directed towards you know anybody that's listening but um yeah you're not done healing um things will always shock you (laughs) and that's all part of the process um yeah and I think Moving on from that, the second thing about healing or changing is that to change, to heal, means to let some parts of yourself go, the parts that were familiar to you and the parts that feel safe to you, even though they're not, like even though these narratives that you tell yourself are not safe for you, you still feel like they are like you know it this is the other thing a tangent but there's a difference between knowing things and feeling things okay i know these things feeling them nah that's a different narrative like that just sucks okay and i think the part about healing and changing that i'm really trying to get at is that there really is a grief or loss of the person that you thought you were and your future that you saw for that person is now different than the than the future that you see for yourself now. Um, for example, 
for myself, I think this one shocks me um, on a small extent. And then something similarly happened on a larger extent, which was over the course of last year, I think I've become a lot less of an anxious person. Now, I still experience a lot of anxiety. I'm not saying I don't. But before, I used to very much over-identify with my anxiety. It was like, I'm an anxious person. I can't do this. I'm an anxious person. I can't go out in the world and meet people because that causes me anxiety. I can't dance in front of people. That causes me anxiety. Oh my God, like my anxiety is just getting in the way of everything. Um, And as I learned to identify with it less and realize that it's not anxiety it's just that I have hyperactivation um, in my brain when it comes to certain events so that it's not just anxiety but it's really just emotional activation and it can show up as excitement it can show up as anxiety both those things that's when I realized like oh shoot like my anxiety no longer runs my life and when I had that realization I remember I was at work I work at at a naval base and I was taking a walk from one building to the other and I was just thinking to myself oh my gosh I'm no longer an anxious person who the fuck am I like (laughs) I don't even know what to do with myself it was like whoa like Everything that I thought I knew about me is different. Like, I was always like, oh, I'm going to be an anxious person forever. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be anxious and it's going to be debilitating and I won't be able to get anything together. And that day specifically, I was like, whoa, I'm no longer that person. Now what? (laughs) And similarly, I have never thought that I was going to accomplish my dreams. Um, Maybe like deep, deep down, like the the five-year-old in me kind of knew, but the loudest voice in my head was, you're never going to accomplish anything that you want to do. And when I first started teaching in May, dancing, teaching dancing in May, oh my god that like shocked my whole world like I was like oh my god like I'm actually making money teaching dancing and I actually was given the opportunity to do this what (laughs) my life my dreams can come true like and again this is one of those things where it's like I knew it as a concept but I didn't believe it or feel it until that moment and I remember from May to July like I felt so hurried and like always on the go because I was so scared to stop it was like the analogy is like okay I had a house I had a house it wasn't a great house um you know it was drabby like it was cold it didn't you know insulate heat whatever and then half of my house got blown away Um, in a storm or something right and then I was able to make space for a new house and now I can build better but there's that period in between building better 
and the old house where I'm just like, what, what is happening? Like I lost my house. Like I don't like I want to get it up and like stable as as quickly as possible. Um, and that takes time. Anyways, the initial like shock I had over how my life could actually be better was truly overwhelming. I really did not know how to handle it. I think even to t- today, like I do believe that people love me and I do believe that my dreams can come true, but it's still shocking. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I don't have my house built all the way yet, obviously. And, you know, obviously that there's always going to be more storms and more rebuilding. But anyways, like it's still shocking to me. I am still shocked. Um, but really, it hit me the the biggest in May. It was so overwhelming. And I also felt bad for feeling that way because it was like, just seeing like, your dreams are finally coming true. Why are you not just grateful and happy all the time? And the thing that helps me get out of that mindset is realizing that multiple things can be true at once and you can have multiple emotions towards something so just because I'm grateful doesn't mean that you know this isn't hard um yeah I think I try to tell myself that as much as possible that's still a journey but yeah I don't remember how this started (sighs) okay so (laughs) second lesson to summarize is that In order for us to change, we have to lose the narrative that we've always told ourselves. And even with that, there's a certain level of guilt. Like, how come I can do this now? And why didn't I realize this earlier? Is it really my fault that my life, you know, turned out the way that it did? And I have to remind myself, like, no, it's not. Because as a child... These are the lessons that we learn. We don't have a con- we don't have control over what we learn, not really as a kid. And as an adult, we slowly start to gain awareness of everything that we learned and realize like not everything that we learned was helpful for us. Um and that maybe they were helpful for us back then, but they're not helpful for us now. Um Yeah. There's a TikTok, many TikToks actually. I'm like on therapy TikTok all the time, but there's a TikTok that's like your toxic patterns really are just your broken coping mechanisms. And I think that really helped me accept myself back then. I think that if things are outside of your awareness, you can't blame yourself for that. But now that you are aware, you can try your best to do better and that's going to take time and also a tangent um but tying to awareness when when i'm feeling frustrated i have to remind myself like the reason why i'm feeling frustrated is because i'm noticing this pattern more and more and so it does mean that i am changing because i'm noticing it sooner there's so many things habits in my life that I just don't pay attention to that don't bother me. But once I start paying attention to them, I'm like, damn, 
this is not good for me. Like, for example, I drink boba like almost every day. <laughs> it bothers me sometimes. Every now and then, I'm like, dude, I should really stop. And then the other days, I'm like, nah, like, it's like my only joy every day, you know? So, um, I don't know where this was going, but it really is about your level of awareness and your own judgment about whether or not that's something that you want to change. Yes. And to go back to that lesson, this is really why I'm saying that like change is hard because it's so comforting. Really, there's something so comforting about telling yourself that your dreams won't come true. You know? Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like then you won't ever have to realize your own power over your life. And having power is scary because that comes with <laughs> with great power comes with great responsibility. Honestly, it's so cliche, but it's so true. You know, when you realize that you have more power in the world, you have like taking responsibility for that means that you're taking responsibility for your own life. And that's that's really scary, taking responsibility for your own life. And not saying that like you can control everything. Um I don't really know where this is going, but you can't <laughs> you can't control everything. But there's more control within you than you expected. And that is a scary thing. I hope that made sense. I feel like that was like 2A, 2B, and 2C, so we're going to move on. Okay, I think I'm going to touch upon this topic again which is that there is a concept of both and or the idea that there are multiple truths i feel like this one has really helped me accept myself and other people a lot more it's so tempting and so I really want to say easy, at least for me, to label something as right or wrong. Um, not a person, like, I feel like I've been able to separate a person and their choices a little bit more, but even when it comes to actions, like, oh, this person did this and this and this, and therefore they're that and that and that, or even, like, their action itself was bad, um... I think I've just come to realize that like life is really nuanced and good people make bad decisions sometimes and bad people make good decisions sometimes. And I think this concept of like, okay, there are multiple truths really just helps me be less angry at people who hurt me and people who continue to hurt other people um, and it helps me communicate with them a little bit more. 
I guess to go into it a little bit, I don't have the best relationship with my parents. Um, there's a lot there, but I've always felt not heard, not seen. Uh, my parents were divorced but lived together, so they argued all the time. Um, I was always the kid that that was passed between them as if I was a chore. And it felt like nothing I did was enough. It felt like all of their problems was my problem. Like, the list goes on and on. And, you know, as a kid, not knowing anything, uh, it really caused me to be depressed. And I genuinely believe that my parents didn't love me. For a long time. Honestly, even until now, sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't know why they're doing this. Um But I think and I know not everybody has the patience for this. I know not everybody should even have the patience for this, but you know, this is just my life, so I'm I'm just gonna share it. But after multiple talks and arguments really with my mom um I've just come to realize like she did try her best (laughs) that sucks (laughs) that sucks because I can no longer be mad at her about her decisions and I have to realize like people make mistakes people could be trying their best and it could still not be enough um and it it does suck like there's still the part of me that like is angry um at how my life used to be but there's also like the adult side of me that's like trying to comfort myself at the same time and trying to comfort my mom at the same time um yeah like life was easier (laughs) life was easier for me when I could just label something as bad but now I see the whole human experience I don't see the whole picture right but I see more of the picture and because of that I can no longer be angry in the same manner Anyways, that's to say, why why did I even bring up this concept? Um, it's really because when I realized that people are their own people experiencing their own things, I think that helped me compare myself a lot less. Like, there's no point. <laughs> there's no point in comparing because people are at different points in their lives and you just you just don't. It just doesn't make sense to compare anything at this point. It's like comparing like, okay, people always use analogies, so I'm not going to use the apples and oranges one, but like, it's like comparing, um, ooh, okay. It's like comparing a red blood cell to a neuron, okay, to a nerve cell, not a neuron, a nerve cell, okay, 
when you think about it, they're both cells. Um, they look a little bit different. And they have complete, completely different functions. At the end of the day, they're both cells. So why are we not comparing the function of a red blood cell to a nerve cell? And it doesn't make sense to be like, well, a nerve cell is like more important because like the brain and like, like that doesn't make sense, right? Like you need all of these cells to function and survive. So when I started thinking about people more like that, where it's like, where it's like people are different and we can't always see that, but you know, It just doesn't make sense to be comparing one person to the other. Even though like like we both live on Earth, we all live on Earth, um, we might all dance, like the function of one nerve cell versus the function of another nerve cell, they trigger different memories, different emotions, they do different things, right? Anyways, I need to stop with this analogy because I don't know enough biology to be talking about this, but that's the analogy that really helps me okay so that was lesson number three now lesson number four for me which also sucks i cannot force people to change i can only create the conditions for people to want to change on their own oh this one such a hard pill to swallow and i know like this idea of me wanting to change people comes from, you know, my parents projecting their emotions onto me all the time and expecting me to fix their marriage. Okay, a little too deep there. We're not going to dive that deep into it. But, um, and I've tried the thing that I think everybody does, which is shaming people into changing or thinking that that happens. And it, it really doesn't. <laughs> I, I, learned this the hard way I I yelled at my mom for so long um saying so many things and she yelled at me back and neither of us ever really wanted to see eye to eye um and it was only truly this pains me but like it was only when I started not yelling at her and communicating to her what my feelings were genuinely that like we got somewhere and really our relationship isn't fixed at all but at least we're having a conversation without us yelling at each other so that's <laughs> a plus <laughs> um but basically it takes so much energy to be the person to not shame someone when they're shaming you it takes so much energy and you know what like there's a part of me that's just like dude it'd just be so fun to just say really toxic and mean things sometimes um but kind of similar to eating like it's really nice to eat a hamburger i still do it um (laughs) it's not good for me in the long run you know not not all the time like like if i ate too many of them it wouldn't be good for me um kind of like shame and being petty I would like equate those two things together is kind of like that like in the moment 
it feels nice sometimes and afterwards it feels so bad like the the consequences of shaming someone is really not worth the immediate gratification of doing it um yeah and personally like when it comes to shaming people i think it feels good because it feels like i'm doing something right like it feels like i know more than this person and i just want them to agree with me (laughs) um it's like an ego boost for me so i have to learn that like feeding my ego in that way isn't helping anybody Uh, and that that is hard sometimes uh maybe it's just because i'm young still but it feels hard to do really and sometimes it's like it's like i don't want to back down because you know like in an argument like i don't want to back down like i feel like i'm right but there really is that quote that's like it's better to be kind than to be right and that one is just sitting there with me and it's gonna sit there for the rest of my life the end um anyways with this lesson of you can't force people to change the second part of it that is really hard is that if you really love someone oh this one hurts but if you really love someone you have to let them face the consequences of their own actions and that is accountability and what i mean by that is like if someone really hurts you sorry if someone really hurts me i'm only doing them a disservice and myself i'm only doing both of us a disservice when i let it go and not say anything because then that person never learns that their action wasn't okay and I never learned that my feelings are valid um you know that one that one hurts so bad because it's like why why would I let someone that I love hurt themselves but really I really feel like a lesson only really sticks when you understand the consequences of your decisions and actions and yeah man that one hurts (laughs) um that one hurts because i want to help so many people and that's not to say like i know the best thing for them is like i don't know that right um and neither do they honestly sometimes they do sometimes you know some people know better but like to let people do that is just like what like but the the biggest um the best example i can give that really like like shifted my whole mindset around boundaries because i didn't want to set boundaries because i didn't want to hurt people okay is um i was talking to kate caitlin's son caitlin if you're listening to this shout out to you because you literally changed my whole life um and i was telling her like Oh, my mom and I have been arguing a lot and recently I feel like she's, you know, made some improvements and I feel like it's because I keep giving her chances. And Kate was like, 
no justine it's not because you keep giving her chances it's because you made it really clear to her how frustrated and tired you feel and you've told her that like you didn't want to talk to her if she was going to keep making you feel that way that she took this time to reflect on her own and she ended up being able to change oh my god (laughs) even even hearing that back like wow like completely shifted my mindset of giving people another chance like that yeah i'm there's no need to explain that because she said it best i'm just gonna leave it at that cool and since since we're talking about kate here's the other thing that shook my entire world um those two things okay like she kate has a has a way with words she's always flipping my world upside down in the best way it always hurts (laughs) it always hurts um but in the long run it helps me out and just a quick tangent but here's the other thing about healing too okay it fucking hurts it hurts but the thing is there's always going to be pain in this world and I do think there's good pain and bad pain like the pain of you breaking your leg feels different than the pain of your leg healing right so anyways tangent tangents okay okay going back to Kate here's the thing I really realized about myself because of her words she said to me just seeing like you're really good at stating your feelings but you're never actually expressing them (laughs) oh my god that one hurts so bad like here i was a psychology major right listening to brene brown like on the daily being like i know what vulnerability is i'm such a vulnerable person and uh no i'm not in fact i'm really not vulnerable um okay i know like it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to be sharing this but this is the amount of vulnerability that i'm comfortable sharing which is still not great okay like I'm always controlling how much vulnerability I'm sharing. And if I'm truly being vulnerable, like, I'm so scared. Um, And just to, like, demonstrate that, like, I cry a lot. I cry a lot by myself. I, like, silent cry sometimes in front of people. But I think maybe only one or two people in my life have truly see me like sob like full out crying (laughs) um yeah and like i just can't do it (laughs) uh and expressing feelings really scare me because i've been you know so minimized for my feelings back then and even in my old podcast, but my coping mechanism was if I can figure out why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, if I can figure out the reasons why I'm this way, then I can address it and fix it. No. (laughs) 
it sucks so bad. I I think um to tie everything together, like my brain can know something, but my heart feels something completely different. And I have to make space for both my brain and my heart. Um, tying this together because sh- like I just love these amazing people in my life. Miko, I swear to God, l- last year, November, he was like, just seeing like, you're always listening to your head. Like, what does your heart say? <laughs> After he said this, I think I cried for like, an hour <laughs> because I'm never letting my feelings or my heart guide the way because I think it'll be wrong but it's not always wrong it's not always right same with my brain there's no way that my brain is always right and there's no way that my brain is always wrong like there's this like medium and you know, I believe that like intuition is your gut, your heart, your brain and your soul aligning together and like telling you exactly what it is, uh, which doesn't always happen. But tangents aside, this is all to say that I'm not good at expressing my feelings. (laughs) And I still have a tendency to apologize when I am expressing them because I've always felt so not okay expressing my feelings yes and so then the lesson here too is that like vulnerability you can talk about it as much as you want but the feeling of vulnerability feels bad (laughs) it it feels like fear it it is fear. I think it is fear. It's it's feeling fear and choosing to show up with it rather than to run away from it. Yeah. That's it. Um I think that was all, really. I feel like I've addressed everything that I wanted to say and I feel like processing this really really does help me and ooh, okay two more lessons from 2021 that I learned at the end number one I am not as accepting of myself as I think I am in the sense that I never want to make the same mistake twice I'm always forcing myself to go and go and go and change and change and change and I don't allow myself to enjoy what I have currently as much as I want to um and what I mean by that is like I know I complain a lot about how change sucks here and and I still do it but for example if I notice that I'm repeating a pattern um, I'm not saying like I'll move on from it completely but I'll try my best to move on from it like every single pattern I notice I'm like yeah I want to fix this Um, and I'm like you know why don't I just allow myself to make a mistake on purpose you know like 
Why do I always put this pressure on myself to always make the right decision? Why can't I just be chaotic and make a wrong decision for once? Um, so I think that lesson, which is like, I can't know for sure if a decision is going to be right or wrong in the moment because I don't have the knowledge it takes for me to know everything to make that decision. But if it is going to be a mistake, if I am going to make a mistake or if I am going to get rejected because that's the most likely outcome, I shouldn't be the one to reject myself. And if I'm going to get rejected, if I'm going to make a mistake, I might as well as put my 100% into it and make that mistake and go for that opportunity. If I go into things not attached to the outcome or if I go into things being like, you know what, I might get rejected anyways. So why don't I, what's the point of me hiding myself and getting rejected if I'm gonna get rejected I might as well as get rejected for being me and not who I pretend to be easier said than done <laughs> way easier said than done um but I think that's a new mentality that I've been having which is like I don't want to be the person to be rejecting me and it makes more sense to be rejected for who I am rather than who I'm pretending to be. And that's what I want to work on in 2022 is to not, to try my best to not be the person that rejects me. And in the words of Brene Brown, <laughs> um, to keep a soft front and strong back. I've also noticed that like, I used to have my walls up, still do, um, about the kind of people that I want to let in my life. I believe my first impressions of other people and then I just shut down. Um, but number one, I realized that there's more to people than just my first impression. And number two, that all experience is experience. And so... It's not about having a strong armor in the front, but rather being able to recover from being knocked down. So I think that was three lessons, but basically soft front and strong back. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, if you listen to this all the way through, like, thank you so much for listening as always. Um, and again, like, let me know if any of these things resonated with you or not, or if you had, you know, your own journey and your own ideas. Like, I love talking to people about stuff like this. And I think I'm most likely going to upload another episode where I talk about how some of these concepts really showed up in dancing um, and a couple of other concepts in dancing, too, that really just help me in my dance journey and I want to emphasize that like 
I really couldn't have gotten here alone. Um, I think we always talk about self-love like it's an isolated thing, but it really isn't. It really is a interaction between you and your environment. So yeah, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. I hope that within this year, um, I know that there's going to be a lot of challenges. And I, this is a reminder for me. And I just hope that in these challenges, we remind ourselves of how much we've gone through and that we can still push forward. Because that is what having hope means. The end. <laughs>